Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the <laughs> Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. That's so sad. You sound terrible. You're so dramatic, How did dude? you get worse between talking <laughs> to us 10 so seconds dramatic. ago? Oh, my God. It got worse. I wasn't even doing that. I swear that's what it... Laying it on. You want to try it? And yeah, what do you want to do? <laughs> Go ahead, try it again. And well, let me get a little spunky oh. about it. And oh my god, it hurts. <laughs> I was trying to help you, I dude. I feel so much worse than the last show. Oh my god, so much worse. That's but how it is when you're when you get a cold. Yeah, now you just made it worse gets, by me doing all those ends. The Grim um, Reapers waiting for him. In the I'm Rich Dotson. I'm Matt O'Hara. I'm Gary Price. Jared, come on. Hey, I'm Jared. God, we're got we're, we're trying to help really. this dude out, man. Come on. <laughs> Can we get into this mock draft round two? I can't talk. Yeah. I'm only talking about my players. That's All right. It. Obviously, um, you know, if you're just popping on this show and you didn't hear the first one, go back. Go back and listen to round one. <laughs> it's not going to make as much sense if you just go right into round two, right? Although it's different now because this used to be regular episode and then Nerd Herd episode. So there was like a clear line. Now it might be a little bit more confusing because one's going to come right. out on Wednesday. But if You're you right. missed it, I know this, this is saying. the one at the top of your feed. Can we, get, can we get a recap? Of we should recap. It'll clearly say one. part two. Come on. No. Make uh, him go back and listen. No, give me a recap of part <laughs> one. What? Stop talking much. Yeah, you talk too much. Um, <laughs> should I do the recap? Yeah, do recap the recap. It. All right. Recap it. All right. Uh, Caleb Williams went 1 1, then Marvin Harrison, Drake May, uh, Malik Neighbors, uh, Jaden Daniels. The interesting quarterback out of LSU. Uh, and then Brock Bowers, uh, Rome Adunze. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. Thank yep. you. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., Keon Coleman, Brian Thomas Jr., uh, Trevion Henderson, and then rounded off with Troy Franklin, wide receiver from Oregon. There we go. Recapping so the first round. So that was a quick recap. Uh, if you want the in-depth version, go back to the first round. Um, we did a whole show about it. It was great. Attention Dynasty nerds, want to play Dynasty like a pro? Check out FFPC, where serious Dynasty leagues have thrived since 2010. You can dive into a world of over 1,500 leagues with stakes ranging from $100 all the way up to an elite $5,000 league. FFPC isn't just a game, it's a community. With unique formats like TriFlex and year-round trading, it keeps the fantasy spirit alive all year. Here's my favorite thing about FFPC leagues. They stand the test of time. They've never had a single Dynasty League fold thanks to their orphan season. When you join an FFPC league, you can count on it staying around. They've com completely revamped their Dynasty for Sale pages now on the web and app, making it easier to scout and snag the perfect dynasty team. Have you ever dreamed of turning a diamond in the rough into a champion? FFPC Orphans offers that exact thrill. Join the ranks of savvy managers at FFPC. Use our code NERDS for $25 off. Visit myffpc.com. Explore the dynasty landscape. Find your next challenge. The FFPC where your dynasty journey begins. Remember, that's code NERDS for your special discount on your next league. Guys, I got to tell you about my friends at Underdog Fantasy. Right now, they have the pre-NFL Draft 2024 Best Ball is live on Underdog. Draft your favorite rookie sleepers you've discovered in the Dynasty Nerds film room. 
playing $3 contests all the way up to $1,000 contests. Draft your team and never worry about setting a lineup. You need to get in on this action ASAP. Sign up at Underdog with the promo code NERDS. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 for new members only. And yes, Dynasty Nerds is still giving new users new users, a free NerdHerd and Dynasty GM annual bundle membership with your deposit of $10 or more at Underdog by using that promo code NERD. So you get all our tools, all access to the NerdHerd by putting a $10 deposit down in there. Your Dynasty Nerds promo code will be sent by email within 48 hours of sign up. New members only. Must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play Call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. Um, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did a whole show about it. it was this, the, the second round's kicking off here. I am going back to the well here with the, the quarterbacks. I'm going Bo Nix, Oregon. Um, you know, obviously this was a, a guy that started off his career at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did three years of service there, um, before transferring to Oregon for the past two seasons, you know, a very interesting guy. He was second in the nation in yards, 4,500, a little over 4,500. I believe he, he led the league in, or, the, or the whole nation in touchdowns, 45 touchdowns to only three interceptions. So <laughs> Are we still recording this one like video? Yes, just, yes. just okay. crazy. This is so dramatic. Just crazy <laughs> stats. Great. <laughs> so dramatic. Dude, oh man. I'm the same way when I'm sick. My wife's like, you are such a baby. <laughs> That's just a guy thing. I'm the I same know. exact way. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the stats. 77% completion percentage, yeah. over 77. So so just crazy stats he's putting up here, right? Um, and, and the name of the game is is to put up crazy stats, right? We're, we're playing fantasy football, we're playing fantasy football. I honestly, um, Give me the I, numbers. I don't know what the draft capital is going to be. Right. Um, he's another one of those quarterbacks that I just have a hard, and, and this is, this is, there is no like great analysis around this. I'm just simply saying every time I watch him play, I always feel disappointed. Like I just, I don't feel like the numbers and the production match what, what I see. see when I watch yeah. him play. Like I'm always underwhelmed. And college maybe, will do that to you. Yeah. And, and he's like 28 years old. So maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> What's his real age? I think he's 24. Okay. I think he is 24. Okay. I think he's actually older than Penix. If not, he's like only a few months younger. Sure. Like they're both very old <laughs> prospects. Uh, but it, look, he, on numbers alone, he should absolutely be. He's 23. 23, but he'll be 24 before and it's February. And it, is yeah, like it's yeah. Penix and him that are leading the nation. It was Penix, right. Penix number one, and, and he's number two. He's got the you know the edge as far as touchdowns. He's got ten more than Penix, mm-hmm. um, so they're very close as far as that. They 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 know the college game well, right? I mean, they've been around they for a while, been around the block. Uh, but but Penix beat him head to head twice. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it's not only a quarterback game, but that that makes me. Right, lean. Lean towards Penix sure. in and, that type of and, situation. And Penix went, you know, the eighth pick in the first round. I don't think it's crazy to think uh, Bo Nix will 
be around in this range, right? As far as right no, now, no, no, no. I think I think he is a day two. I was going to say he's probably a second uh, second round guy, maybe maybe even third, depending <clears> on <throat> um, good how athlete. The, how the thing falls, yeah, exactly. He's had some rushing. He's upset. a better athlete than Michael Penix uh, as far as his rushing ability and making plays outside the pocket. So it's it, it, it sounds like I'm I'm saying there's no way Bo, Bo Nick should be two one. I'm not saying. Listen, that. I watched one one game of him and uh, like what I saw casually of, of sure. Oregon throughout the season but i watched one game of him and there was a couple times i'm like what, what the hell was that throw like yeah like on a screen pass he d- he double pumped and threw a pass that just got his his wide receiver killed like sure. at the line of scrimmage like dude you can't you just can't do that Brandon. like if you're gonna double pump it just throw it over the guy's, dry, just throw yeah. it over the guy's head you know what yep. i mean just get rid of it throw it over his head and and just eat it don't don't get your guy killed so um i think there is probably some things that uh you know, I'm going to see when I do our deep dive that are going to concern me. So maybe he doesn't end up going this high, um, but it, it's a premium position. Um, there's never enough of them. And, and depending on where he gets drafted in the NFL, uh, he could very well be, uh, you know, getting drafted right around the second round. Uh, if not, maybe even a little higher, a skosh higher if he's like a high second sure. round draft pick. Somebody falls in love with him. So, um, Rich, you are on the clock. All right, I'm taking a wide receiver, Mecca Egbuka. Out of Ohio Easy State, for you to say. Uh, six foot one, two hundred five pounds, hasn't declared. Another has guy that not has not declared, declared. yet. Um, but somebody, you know, again, I, I've watched all his film throughout the years, and a, a very solid receiver, real fast, mm-hmm. really good route runner. I feel like personally, having watched all the same stuff that you have, I, I wouldn't be upset if he went back to school and kind of had his one year to shine as the guy. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Him, him and like Jarris, my Smith, like tutor that I way. I think he should go back to school. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, just a, a, a very good route runner, very fast uh, guy, wins by getting separation a, a lot. Kind of reminds me of Chris Olave, you know, former Ohio State receiver there. I think he's it, just a lot well. bigger and thicker than, than yeah, definitely. Olave. Yep. Definitely bigger. Yeah. You know, six foot one, two or five. Um, had, you know, was really expecting him to take a big breakout year this year with Marvin being opposite of Marvin Harrison Jr., but really didn't, nope. honestly. Kind of like a couple of receivers, but kind of took a step back somewhat um, overall production-wise, but still wins by getting open. Had some drops, more drops than I would like yep. this year. I agree. I saw, I don't know, I I, I want to I wanna dig deep on the table that and see like how many of those were concentration drops and how many weren't concentration drops. And that's why I almost want to see him as, instead of him being a secondary piece to Marvin Harrison, I want to see what he can do as, maybe he's the the number one target. He's he's getting involved early. He's You know what I mean? Like he's in that game plan. And and some wide receivers, if they're not involved early, their their mind drifts a little bit. Maybe they're not as sharp as they're, they should be when that first ball comes. And then they drop it. And then it's in their head. You know what I mean? And then they drop maybe another ball later on. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's, it just kind of snowballs on him a little bit. So I wouldn't mind him going back. I, I would understand if he left because having seen what we saw in that bowl game yeah. uh, with, with what's to come, if Aaron Nolan is not the man there um, at Ohio state next year, it's, it's looking a little bleak as far as the passing game for the, the Buckeyes. Um, so I guess I wouldn't fault him if he wanted to leave that situation, but I still wouldn't mind um, just seeing him one more year, maybe of some seasoning. He definitely has a skill set where he could come out and be a solid NFL receiver. And that's the thing. Like he, he's fallen back to the middle of the pack of this wide receiver class. It's so deep. So he, now he can, should, he can possibly go back to speed, like a higher draft pick and yep. make more money that way. Um, 
but he's got a lot of good tangibles about him. You know, like I said, I, I like his route running. I really like his speed. I like him with the ball in his hands as well. Knows how to get open, which is really important. <coughs> or, for, sorry, excuse me. For the production. Doesn't block very well. <clears throat> I said the hands can be concerned at that. Yeah. And I wasn't really overly concerned with his hands really until this year. Right. Uh, honestly. Um, I really did expect him. I honestly looked at him as coming to this guy like this year. I was like, oh, wow. Marvin Harrison be the first receiver off the board and Mecca be the number two receiver off the board. There, that's was, how def- I, there was definitely going into the season that thought. That's how I looked at process. him coming yep. into this season. And a lot of that changed. A lot of, and, you know, again, Kyle McCord was anything to write home about at quarterback for Ohio State either. Um, there, but you know, Mecca didn't do a lot of things to help him. So yeah, at this point, the high high second round, he definitely has the upside for me if he does declare. Where like this is a player I do want to gamble on. He he was another guy that's been he just like Travion, like he was dinged up all year. It just came out that he was dealing with uh, some ankle issues, and I I think he had surgery on it early in the season and and, and played through it. But is that what he missed time for? Like cause he missed a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. Um he he underwent tightrope surgery after oh. he angled injured his ankle earlier in the year. Um but I think later in the season, like the last couple of games, even though he was a stinker versus it was it was a stinker versus Missouri, uh he still looked kinda like his old self that we saw in the past. So it'd probably serve him best to come back to Ohio State, but we'll see what he does. Yeah, especially with how cluttered this class has become. Mm-hmm. It, it's somebody that maybe at one point was considered to have, you know, round one draft capital. Now, just because of the mass volume of receivers, might slip into mid to even late round two. Yeah, or three. Yeah, yeah, it's right. it's and definitely possible. So I think I think especially with how lucrative the NIL stuff can be now, and he hasn't beat Michigan yet. And that's part of the reason that a lot of these Ohio State guys, you know, went from beating them every single year to now having lost three straight. These guys are now going to leave school without having beaten Michigan. And as silly as that sounds to everyone else in the country. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So if you can still get paid similar to a first or second round player with NIL stuff, which is crazy and have another opportunity to get better, improve your draft stock. Like it does kind of make sense. So, and I think that's why, even though we all believe Marvin Harrison will come out, that was part of the reasoning why Marvin Harrison was considering coming back, maybe not coming to the NFL. So I think, I think all the NIL money is starting to get a little like blown out of proportion on like what's actually being paid. Sure. So I think earlier it was reported like Ohio state's going to offer Marvin Harrison $20 million to come back, which there's no way quarter, like top of the line quarterbacks are reportedly getting like 3 million, Two million dollars. So there's no way they're going to pay wide receiver twenty million dollars. So comparing it to like first round or second round money, I think's getting blown out a little out of proportion. Um, and it's not guaranteed. Some of these guys aren't getting paid. Sure, it's, like they're getting not told they're going to get this money. Over a lot of no regulation. Yeah. yeah, there's no regulation. The dude from uh, Texas A&M, Evan Stewart, one of the top wide receivers in next year's class, he's transferring Texas A&M. He said, "I never got a dime." of what I was told I was going to get. Whew. It's just a mess, dude. Yeah. The NCAA needs a, they need to figure out a system. There needs yep. to be some uh, sort of regulation for sure. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Yeah. I just wanted to say that real quick. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so we'll see how all of that plays out. I ended up being, uh, at two, three, and I had a few different directions that I wanted to go. I went here a little bit off the board. Uh, 
I went with Tez Walker, uh, wide receiver from North Carolina. So, you know, I'm pairing him up uh, with my, my Drake May pick from earlier. Tez Walker's had a really, really interesting career. So he started off at North Carolina. But because of all of the COVID stuff and there was just a lot of things going on and just a lot of players do this, he ended up deciding to transfer because he wanted to get to play and play right away. And he went to Kent State for two years. Went to Kent State and he ended up having a really good second year there. The first year he didn't do much, but the second year at Kent State, he had a 900-yard season with 11 touchdowns. Transferred back to North Carolina uh, this past season but it was a weird thing. So the NCAA, for whatever reason, with all of these people that they let transfer and move around, they said he was going to be ineligible for the 2023 season because this was his second transfer, even though there were a lot of other players that did it. So Mac Brown came out and like blasted the NCAA. Then all of a sudden, like five weeks into the season, NCAA is like, yeah, he can play now. He's good. Just out of the blue. So really, Wacky. really weird yeah. season for him. But came out in only eight games, uh, put up nearly 700 yards and seven touchdowns in those eight games. Looked really good going up and getting the football. And these numbers would have been even better. He actually took a brutal hit at one point during the season at the end of October there uh, that kind of messed him up a little bit. But really, really talented receiver can make some really big plays. So there's not as much film around him, but... Rumor has it that he's the type of guy that could be a very solid sec, very solid second round pick in the NFL draft. So curious to see once I dig deeper into his tape, once there's more information out on him, he's one of the bigger unknowns kind of in this draft, but I really like what I've seen uh, out of him so far. Six foot three, 175 pounds. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know much about him. So that that's, that's all good and all kind of news to me. On, on, on Tez Walker. Yeah, it's it was a weird, it was a really weird situation because I didn't even know anything about him until all of a sudden I heard he was eligible. And I was like, wait, who's this guy that everybody's excited about now? So Because apparently preseason, he was projected to be the number one guy for Drake May and <laughs> mm-hmm, all of these, mm-hmm. you know, we like Keon Coleman kind of right. really elevated his stock. Absolutely. The same kind of thing for, for Tez Walker. And uh, when he played and when he was healthy, he looked really good. So I'll we'll have to see kind of, how all this we'll, comes together. We'll get a good look at him at the Senior Bowl. He, he's attending the Senior Bowl, so I'm excited, excited about that. that. Nice. Hey, guys, let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live Ooh. on Sleeper right now. The Dynasty so GM, pretty. you use the analyzer. That you can use nice. the, uh, the, the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right, where all your trades from all your Sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual sleeper at and right now we could be more excited to be partners with them and right now if you don't know they are doing dfs and i know how many people that play dynasty play dfs as well and right now there's not a better place to play dfs than sleeper they're offering up to 100 times their, your entry the highest payout in the whole dfs market right now you can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time all you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame live in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats, and only on Sleeper you can get up to 100 times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way. Ooh, um, no way. <laughs> and get your deposit match and have Friendly. a good time. You have all your DFS, all of your fantasy leagues, and now even a Dynasty GM in one spot is fully operational inside Sleeper right now. And then when you're a NerdHerd member, 
You get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend Sleeper. Check out our DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I am on the clock here at 2.04, and I'm going to go with our, believe it or not, our second running back (laughs) off the board, um, Blake Corum. And... I think everyone probably at this point has heard of Blake Corum, uh, all-time touchdown, run, rushing touchdown leader uh, at Michigan. He's 5'8", 213, so he's got some he's mass, got, yeah, got even some though he's size. not, yep. even though he's short. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he carries it well. He breaks tackles extremely well. Um, he's older. He's he's 23 already, so he, he's an older player in this class. Uh, I, I really like his ability to make people miss. I think he has really good vision. Um, I do not know if I'm actually going to have him at RB2. Obviously, this is extremely early. Sure. Yeah. And Michigan's offensive line is really good. Really, really good. I mean, did did they win the Joe Moore Award? I think I think they, they did. They might have. Uh, I, I didn't hear who I can't won. remember. Is that best I need to look best at offensive yeah, line? Yeah, yeah, best offensive line in the country. But, I mean, they, I mean, they, they are, look like they it. They are very good. Yeah, yeah uh, both sides of the ball. But... Um, had had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He had 25 touchdowns this year rushing. Uh, can catch the ball. Uh, like I said, make people miss. I mean, he can really do everything that you he's want. Got, he runs with good patience, too. Yeah, That's he another does. part of his game um, that's probably underrated. He's not, like, a sexy back. Like, he's not extremely fast. He's not extremely twitchy like Gibbs or something. But he just gets the job done earlier, like, like Rich I, said. I said in the first show, he reminds me a lot of, like, a Kyron Williams. Yeah. Which and he's tough. Tough Which would have sounded bad last year, but... Now, looking at what Kyron Williams is doing, obviously that's a pretty big compliment. It, you just hear so many good things about his character, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Great just, leader. Just a team guy. So uh, I, I really like what I see. I, I took him now because I did break him down last year for the mm-hmm. nerd score, and I was impressed with what I saw then, and he had a better season now. So um, looking forward to diving in and seeing more of him. But uh, I do like what I see. Yeah, can't blame me there. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice pick. Um, Moving on to the fifth pick, um, I'm, I'm dipping my toe back into this Michigan well. I'm going to go J.J. McCarthy. I know um, he doesn't have, like, sexy numbers, right? He's not one of these guys that's um, going to get you a ton of yards or a ton of touchdowns, but he's uh, he's a game manager, right? He, he's, he does everything that they're asking him to do. I'm not sure if he's got more. Um, it does feel like he has more traits, yeah. but they're just – they're winning by They're winning. running the football. Right. Extremely athletic. But, yeah, he's a good athlete. He's made some big-time throws and some big-time moments. Do you think he goes back? I think there's a strong chance that he could go back. But if you win the national championship, you go out beating Ohio State, like, what? there's not much more to accomplish unless people are saying, hey, we would take you in the third round right now. Yeah. But if you refine these things, we'll take you in the first. That, I think, would be the only thing that would change – his mind. So we'll have to see what happens in this national championship. I think Michigan's looking forward to an orgy. A what? An orgy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> of what? Kind of. I'm just kidding. Their backup quarterback's <laughs> name is Orgy. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot completely about that. That <laughs> is accurate, though. He played a little bit the other he night. Did. He did. He did. I was really thrown RG3 off. RG3 had jokes about I, expe- that. I expected that out of uh, Rich. Rich did but. not like that at all. <laughs> I was dying. He's like, look, those are my jokes. Don't steal my jokes. (laughs) Somebody has some of my funeral. I got to do Rich. Rich can't sample. Uh, (laughs) My (laughs) my (laughs) Richisms. 
so God. so anyway, I mean this just pick right here in the middle of the second round. Might he be something? Sure. Might he be nothing? I don't know. Is he a guy that's a Brock Purdy esque guy who just doesn't make mistakes? If he gets in the right system, can really thrive in the NFL? Who knows? Uh, I mean, he he doesn't make mistakes. He he has a, a tendency to take care of the ball. A twenty two to four interception, you know, TD to interception ratios is pretty, pretty decent, and he completed seventy three percent of his passes. So, I I think he's he's worth taking a look here. Um, he's a he's a I think he's a guy that has potential. How about that in the NFL to be to be a starter? I think he could be a second round pick, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he starts testing. I know he's going to test really well. Yeah, he's a good athlete. He's got and, good size too. And, and that's <laughs> the thing you you talk a lot about him being a game manager, which is which is fair based on what Michigan has asked him, asked to, him do. to do. Right. Um, so I think that's a very fair thing. But I think uh, compared to a lot of these guys, he is somebody that seemingly has a lot of untapped potential to be a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does have a strong arm. He is a good athlete. You know, that would put him in line with some of the top tier guys. That's why I, that's why I try to kind of mention him in the same breath right. as, a, as a Brock Purdy who's, sure. who's just super efficient operating right. at a – crazy high level and 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 producing from a fantasy perspective i mean not seemingly out of nowhere you know what i mean sure. the guy came out of total sure. obscurity so i think jj mccarthy has you know probably just just as much if not more upside coming into the nfl than a guy like that so i, w- I would agree with that all right rich i'm gonna take an interesting prospect here uh, running back out of wisconsin braylon allen Big kid, six foot two, two hundred and forty five pounds. Real young, only gonna be twenty, 20. years old. Yeah, super. Um, coming here, he'll turn twenty in like January. Yeah, like he's nineteen at the moment. Yeah, January twentieth, <laughs> he turns. So he'll be like the youngest prospect in this draft, uh, essentially. But I mean, he's a big kid. Has he declared? Has he declared? He has declared. Yeah, he's yeah. declared. Good. So real big, you know, pile moving kind of kid, but real good balance for a size too. He's really good balance. Shows a little bit of shiftiness in open field for his size. That looks pretty good. Um, he's a can in the passing game. I wouldn't call him a pass catcher running back, but he's definitely sure. a can guy for like easy screens, dump off and that. And you're saying he can do that. Yeah. For, he's the, not gonna, for the people that can't understand what you're saying. He's not going to run routes right. for yep. you. Um, so he, he, he's got some of that. Like he's, when he gets the ball and he gets behind the line, let me put, when he gets past the line of scrimmage, like he's a solid runner. Mm-hmm. Um, his vision's pretty good out there, but he's not fast at all um, with that. He has no start-stop ability whatsoever. It's like once he goes, that's it. Head like of steam. Is he head of yeah. steam type of guy? Yeah. yeah so, 245 pounds. You know. So behind – like Makes so sense. with that, like there's some worry about that at in, at, at the NFL level. Sure. Um, not being able to like do things like mm-hmm. that. Like like he's – like when you think of a player of his size, you think of a guy like A.J. Dillon, but A.J. Dillon had quicker feet. You know, so A.J. Dillon was able to man, man, like maneuver better behind the line of scrimmage. He doesn't do that, but for a guy of his size and his vision, he actually contact uses balance, his power more than AJ Dillon. Yes, though. he with his contact balance and his size and his vision, he could definitely excel at the next level in the right system. I, he he kind of strikes me as you you use this term a lot, Rich, and I think it's a good one for Allen. At least at the moment, still haven't done my deep dive. But at the moment, he seems like a guy that's going to help an NFL team more than he's going to help your fantasy team. Mm. He strikes me yeah. as a guy that it's going to get 15 carries a game for 67 yards. 67 hard yards. Like, you know, <laughs> and you're really hoping he got a touchdown. Yeah. Because if he didn't get a touchdown, you got 6.7 points. Yeah. You but know, he, like that's the kind of guy he reminds if me If he of. could find that David Montgomery role, like mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Even that, like the guy who's going to score a lot, to, you know, yep. like that role, that the guy that has a running back on the team that you, like Miami next year for it was like him and Devon Achan, right? Yeah, going so he, so he many, fills in for Jeff Wilson, basically. Yeah, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. Some of some of some of some of those like when Brandon Jacobs had a one year where he scored like 13 touchdowns. Yeah. So it's going to be I want to see where he gets drafted and what offense he gets into. Um, but there is a role there for him to find success. For sure. Um, definitely at the NFL level, but more at the fantasy level. I was just looking at running backs here to grab a running back uh, to get on my roster and talk about. And he's somebody I know, like, with his youth, youth and his size. And like I said, in, in the way he's able to move in the open field at that size, it's intriguing to me. Yeah, he's definitely an intriguing prospect. The, the youth is, is huge because even if he takes two years to develop, He's like normal age for most other running backs. Yeah, he's one of those guys are reclassified Man. when he came out. He yeah. So skipped his last year of high school. Very, very, very interesting player. Yeah, not gonna break off a home run threat. Not overly he's not overly is athletic. He, is he a guy that could shed some LBs? Cause he'd be like he, a, um, he got down to he's like like Lev Bell. Like he started Bell. at eleven percent yep. body fat, he's at eight percent body fat now. He's not a he's not a plotter he's, so he's by not, any means. He's not fa- he doesn't no. have like baby fat to lose, really. He's no, just he's, a, Big muscular friggin' dude. All right, he's yeah. just yoked. All right, interesting prospect. Brayle interesting. Allen, I'm, I'm excited. Wisconsin. He's one of the ones I'm looking forward to more so than a lot of other guys to break down because I could see me going strongly one way or another, being like all in on him because I love good yeah. downhill runners. But I could also see myself being like, yeah, I just don't want him on my team. Like can, I just don't see the fantasy value. Can so, we get him to go vegan for like a month? Yeah, get him down to like two twenty seven. Yeah, and maybe get some quick. Get hurt. You know, get him, get him some quicks, and then be some, ba- dude. I swear, get him back like two years beef. ago. I saw some stat: every NFL player that ended up going like vegan ended up getting like hurt. Then Cam Newton, Cam Newton did it. Yeah, uh, there was a couple other guys right around that same time. Sorry, vegans. I just want to, I just want to lean him down a little bit. That's all. I'm yeah, nothing, 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 back, nothing permanent. Back, nothing permanent. Man. Steak. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with Trey Benson here. Trey Benson, it kind of was similar to position. Uh, sorry, running back, School. six foot one, two hundred and eleven pounds. Currently from Florida State, originated out of Oregon, transferred two years into his career. Uh, as a junior, had a nice, nice little season, over nine hundred yards uh, for for uh, Florida State there. But the problem was. Year two didn't really change. Like, his numbers are pretty similar. He had 990 yards uh, as a sophomore. It was his third season as a sophomore. Only had 906 this year. Nine touchdowns. Yep, that's a 14 this year. But he was a little inconsistent. And there would be moments where I would watch Trey Benson, and I was like, man, he might be, he might be the best back in this class. And then there would be other moments where I'm like, he's a day three guy. Not interested. Same, dude. Like, and it was just a lot of, but that was Florida State this year yeah. with a lot of their offensive stuff. So it, it's really hard to place here, but just on the moments where I would see him make certain moves, especially at his size. I mean, yeah. six foot one, that's, and so even if he comes in at six foot, I'm good with that. I would almost rather him be six foot. Yeah, five than, eleven, six foot. That's yeah, what you're looking for. That, that's a that's a pretty ideal range there. So, uh, and, and he could actually put on some more weight when you have that kind of frame. He's almost closer to a wide receiver build at six one two eleven than he is at a, a traditional running back build. Blake Corum's at two thirteen at freaking five eight. Yeah. So he could put on some more weight, but 
you saw some good power from him at times, but you also some, saw some good elusiveness from him. The inconsistencies are there, but the upside is there. And so on the upside alone at this point, you know, midway through the second round, he's the type of guy that I just – I want to take a chance on and see maybe he's the back in this class that kind of emerges. He's Garrett's type. Like he, he had a catastrophic knee injury <laughs> <laughs> in 2020. He tore his ACL, MCL, and his so meniscus. True. That almost ended his career. I love all these hurt guys. <laughs> so, I mean, he's right up there with Tajay Spears, <laughs> Dobbins, Javante. <laughs> oh, is your guy. That's true. If you've had a catastrophic knee injury, you're right for me. <laughs> or if you DJ, haven't, DJ you're going to have one. DJ Dallas hasn't, right? No, he Don't hasn't. put he hasn't. that <laughs> juju if on. It happens, Sorry, DJ. If man. it happens tomorrow. My bad, man. Jeez. Oh, you're right. So, so, yeah. So, I'm going with Trey Benson. All right, man. I don't, I don't know much about him. I'm, I I do like the fact that... Um, you know, he's had a catastrophic knee injury as well. So I'm out. <laughs> is he related to Cedric Benson? I'm on it. I don't think he has any relation to Cedric Benson as far as I know. Do you know anything about that? I don't think so. I haven't, I seen haven't heard anything, anything about, about that. that. I don't think Cedric Benson. I just remember him crying when he got drafted. So like rivers of tears. Yeah. <laughs> it can be an emotional time. Um, Jared, I am on up. the clock at 2.08. And I'm going to go with the wide receiver from South Carolina, Xavier Leggett. Six foot three, 227 pounds. Late, quote-unquote, breakout guy. So he hasn't really come on the scene until this last year out south at South Carolina, and it's when he finally actually got some opportunity. Uh, everything I read about this dude is just work ethic, hard worker. Um, his coach, uh, Dow Loggins, his, I think it was former OC, he compared him to Frank Gore. He worked with, he, he coached, he had the opportunity to coach Frank Gore at one point, and he said he reminds him, of Frank Gore in the terms of how he comes to work. Uh, he's first one in, last 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 guy out kind of guy. Um, but really impressive statistics this year. Um, he had 1,255 yards receiving, which is 99th percentile in this class. Um, seven touchdowns. Quarterback rating when targeted, 127. Uh, yards per route run, 3.15, which is extremely good. Uh, he's got great size, like I said, six foot three, two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Um, really good on special teams. I've read quite a bit about how teams are probably going to be targeting him later as a gunner. Like he is extremely good at getting down the field and mm -hmm. covering punts. Um, so it's huge too for me because then you're going to make exactly. it kind of a roster and get a higher opportunity to succeed. Exactly. We talk about that all the time with like late round dart kind of guys is mm -hmm. like find a guy that's going to make a roster and that has some good intangibles and attributes, uh, really good at the catch point. Uh, not overly fast, um, bigger guy, but, uh, man, when, when he gets thrown the ball, dude, he just finds a way kind of like Roma Dunze earlier. He's, he's gets it. He makes plays. He, um, I, I liked watching him. I haven't watched a ton, but yards after the catch seemed to be pretty big for him. Yeah. Um, that's that's a way that, he, especially, you know, once he, you, when you have that kind of build, uh, able to break you, you tackles. Shed some of those 60th, uh, 60th percentile in yeah. yards yards after catch uh, in this class. And he was eighth in the nation in, in receiving yards. So, I mean, yeah. he's way up the list. I haven't watched any of them either, but his name has popped up on a lot, like, as I do my casual, like, research, like, reading, like, reports on from guys that I trust. Sure. His name pops up a lot. Mm -hmm. It is it is weird, though, that his his career best in yards before the season, and this was his fifth year, yeah. was 167. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the part where it's like, uh, why? Especially at South Carolina, you know, it's it's Bama or Ohio State or, you know, some of these better receiver schools. Like, okay, I kind of get it. But 
South Carolina, they're they're begging for for some guys at, at receiver. So that that is one of the things that makes me go, uh, what why why is that? What happened there? So we'll have to see. Excited to dig into him though. All right, so um, with the ninth pick and my final pick in this draft, I'm going to go another Xavier, Xavier Worthy, uh, wide receiver, Texas. Listed at uh, 6'1", 172 pounds. So you watch him on tape in his white uniform, and he looks really almost, wow, just like sticks out there. Yeah, um, he's thin. Devontae Smith style. He is Devontae Smith. That is the vibes I was getting. Um, I mean, obviously, he's not as polished and as good as no, him, no. or we would have been talking about him much, much, much earlier. earlier. Um, but Xavier, uh, Xavier Worthy, I think, you know, he, he was a name on the board, um, and I took him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much more he's than got, that. He's got drops issues. Okay. That's he does. But I, I did actually in the one, in the one film that I watched, I wasn't sure if it was a consistent thing, but I did see him drop some balls and I was, it was somewhat concerning. That's one of the big things for him. Off one of the board. pluses for him was a guy that was producing like as a true freshman at Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been doing it, doing it for a while as a true freshman, uh, 981 yards and 12 touchdowns in his freshman campaign. He, he so he might be the fastest receiver in the in the draft. He's he's got some wheels, but those guys never succeed. Sometimes Jalen Waddle's pretty good. I mean, I was thinking okay. of like a Deshaun Jackson type of guy that was he was <laughs> he got downfield with ease. Uh, yeah, um, and down. stuff yeah. that I was looking at. And and that was the thing. And I I did in my brain. I was like, you know what? I he does look very slight. I don't know that he's got the movement skills that a Devonte Smith does. So I'm not I'm not sure I'm going to love him. I was like, but in in the back of my mind, I'm not going to write him off because I don't want another Tank Dell issue to kind of happen again this year. Sure. So I'm I, I was hon- we talked about honing processes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this guy a fair shake. I don't love the fact that he dropped some balls in the first, you know, tape that I. I watched and now you guys are talking about him dropping balls. So I will watch it through that lens. Cause I mean, that's right. just something that's, you're not going to get on the field if you're doing that in the NFL consistently. It's been so, a shtick. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if that's something that um, crops up more or pops up more, I guess. Uh, while I'm watching the tape. At least for an undersized guy, weight wise, he does at least have the height. Yeah. Six, one, six, one, which is different than some of those other guys. Sure. If he was five foot 10, he would, he would be, even 100, 150 right and and this is all still early who knows what his For actual sure. measurements are going to come in he does look thin so i would i would expect him to come in thin but who knows yep my last pick i'm taking chase mccullen running back out of alabama five foot 11 about 212 pounds uh interesting runner he was a high prospect um tore up his knee at acl tear i think two years ago in 2021 it was Upright runner, uh, one cut, let's go kind of guy. Okay, speed, now overly shifty. Uh, as not that for being five, you know, 11, 200 pounds, not overly powerful, but can get it done. Gets off the line pretty well. Uh, shown some good patience behind the line of scrimmage, lets it lets his blocks, um, set up for himself. Again, he, he, he does a good burst, but not. Nothing. Overly yeah. fast. We're not talking We're, about one of these Alabama guys that's going to be a potential first round draft pick or anything. Crazy no, like not that. at so all. He's a little bit farther back. Not at all. His hands are. He's a capable uh, pass catcher. Didn't run a whole bunch of routes um, from what I've seen, but definitely a, a a nice runner. You know, a high prospect. Hurt his knee. Yep. Did never really kind of had a breakout year there at Alabama. Kind of just always stuck behind guys and just couldn't yeah. really ever break through. So just. But a high prospect coming out. Yeah. So and he put up some 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 here and there good film. Yeah. Um 
but nothing that's, that blows you away. Just and that's what it worries me. It's like you're on this Alabama team, and you just kind of like you get what's there. Like there it is. You know, you're you're not going to bust off a big threat. You're not juking anybody out of their shoes, but you're a solid. Could, running back. Could this guy be a Brian Robinson type of guy who's got not a little as, bit uh, more not in as the big NFL? as Brian Robinson? Yeah, yeah. okay. He's just solid. Okay, he, he had yeah, a good game the other night. <clears throat> he reminds me of like a just a really good backup running back in the NFL that when he gets the opportunity to play, he plays well. But never a guy that you're prioritizing like pushing. Got to get him yeah. more carries. Yeah, like, like a Jerome yeah. Ford. You know, like get in sure. there, Jerome like, Ford, Alexander Madison. Yeah, like those types of guys that they're steady. They're they're good. They're fine. <coughs> but there's not Zach Moss. Like yeah. just you don't want to be your number one guy, right? But right. for a couple of games, gonna get a couple get carries here done. and there. If he's a starter, he's gonna score enough points. Yep. Um, some games, but how good is his offensive line? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right, uh, I'm up. The penultimate pick of this draft. I went with uh, Marshawn Lloyd here. Marshawn Lloyd's a guy that I've been kind of interested in ever since he came out as a freshman. Uh, didn't didn't do anything his freshman year, but in year two at South Carolina, uh, started to get a little bit of work. Year three, got some more work, but he was a he never had that that big year, and it was interesting because he was a high prospect, highly graded prospect. Higher than typically you would think of at, at South Carolina, especially for a guy that didn't get a ton of work. Dealt with some injuries and was banged up here and there. Transferred to USC this year and still was working as part of a committee, but he put up on only 116 carries, put up 820 yards. Uh, that's good for 7.1 yards per carry, which is pretty yeah, darn good. That's pretty good. Uh, nine touchdowns in that. Showed himself to be capable in the receiving game as well. Uh, 230 yards in the receiving game kind of reminds me of a, of a Doug Martin type little muscle hamster guy. He's not, he's not super tall, but plays really physical. Uh, And at 215, 220 pounds, he's going to, he's going to be a very physical guy, but he's only listed at like five, nine. I always thought Doug Martin was overrated. He had some really good seasons. He did a couple. Yeah. By like two. I think he had that every other year thing going it for a while there. Great season, terrible season, great season, terrible season. Uh, but all that to be said, uh, Marshawn Lloyd, I liked what I saw while watching him at USC, kind of watching him because I was watching Caleb Williams. Right. But there would be times where he would flash, and I was like, oh, he's he, he didn't. I, I thought he kind of died and went to the wayside. And no, he's, he's still the thing. So uh, ex- excited to, to, to dig into his tape more as well. Cool. Yeah, I can see him being a guy that rises up. For me too. Um, he had that knee injury early in his career. It kind of set him back. You know me and knee injuries. I know. Did he have two in- knee injuries? I he, thought he did. I thought he got hurt and then got hurt again. But I wasn't I saying. Gotta, I think he might have had a high school and then. I got to look. I know like before his freshman year he got yeah, hurt. And that's, yeah. Because he was hyped up and I liked him a lot. But um, yeah, he definitely flashed for me too. So. Um, I'm I'm on the clock here at the last pick. 212. And I'm going to take JT Sanders, tight end from Texas. Uh, this is a tight end premium, and I I think he has a, sh- mm. a chance to get first-round draft capital. So we could likely see him go much earlier than this if this happens, uh, if that happens, because he's a really good athlete, man. He can he make people miss in the open field. You can line him up in line. He's, he can block. Um Sanders was somewhere outside. else before Texas, right? Or no? Uh, or am I thinking of Bell? No, I don't. I don't think he was. I think okay. he's always been at Texas. Okay. Um, yeah. But 
uh, just some, you know, he, he's projected to run like a 4.6. I, I saw sometimes that, that he's run in the past, a 4.6 in the 40, 33 and a half inch vertical. So um, solid athlete. So um, I think, like I said, I'm projecting first round draft capital. That's where I've seen him get mocked a lot. Uh, I see Bowers and him typically as one and two tight ends in this class. So um, I, I took re- him here so we could talk about him really. He looked really uh, athletic when I saw him play Yeah, for being his size. Like he looked... Pretty good with the ball in his hands as well. Yeah, I don't think I, he's six four two fifty. That's what I have yeah, here six, listed. Four, he's only twenty years old. So another young, another made, young made prospect. some big plays in the in the game last night as well. Against and back to back years over six hundred yards, which is pretty good for a tight end. Yeah, so another good tight end. Average fifteen yards here. per catch. So you yeah, know, he's getting downfield bit or or quite a bit after the catch. Yeah. That's all, all right. I had though. Yeah, that's it, man. It sounds right, like we're winding it, winding it down. Yeah, a real exciting way to kill the year as I slowly disappear into my uh, <laughs> six feet bed. Can't wait to edit all your coughs out uh, of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Can you edit my face out too, can please? We, I was going to say, can we do one of those blur things over here? <laughs> I would appreciate that. Honestly, I'm trying to like, keep my wife intact. Um, so yeah, we're back. We're back next week. I think we're going to talk next week, 2024 Kind of headlines. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do our award show. Yep. And then after that, we'll do our uh, some good buys and some good sells. So a couple couple yeah. good weeks coming up here. And don't forget, we have the Nerd Hurt shows coming out. If you want to join the Nerd Hurt, you know, we talked about joining um, through Underdog or just get in there for the film room. It's a number one tool right now you want to get into. You hear us talking about a lot about the film room here over the next months all the way through the NFL draft. It's because it's one of the best tools you can get. I know tons of analysts in this industry that you know that are members of the Nerd Herd because they want to use our that. film. We have so much All-22. That's all we focused on. Yeah, so for the most part, hundreds yeah, and hundreds of great. games of All-22 film out there right now. So and shout if, out to that team. If you're looking no for doubt. a place just to watch film on rookies, we have it broken down. Every play that that player's in on, you can watch that. You can film. watch that film. You can cut it up. It's, it's a it's a quick little five minute, ten minute uh, kind of ordeal per player. It's great, man. Yeah, yeah. The 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 all twenty two is a tiny bit longer than the the broadcast, but it's worth it because you get to see all the angles and especially when you get to these running backs. Like the broadcast does not do it justice. I need to see what's going on with yeah, that offense. That's line. how you really can you know evaluate whether they're falling blocks. Yes. They're seeing the whole how kind of vision, what kind of vision they yep. have. You, I swear you cannot do it well. Without all 20. It's all about the angles, man. Yep, right. It really is. <laughs> shout out to Dynasty Sean. I told him I'd shout him out for beating me in the Garrett's Northeast Ohio League. <laughs> he, Dynasty Sean's a good friend of mine. He's not actually Dynasty Sean, but when he beat us, he renamed he himself. He renamed Dynasty himself. Sean. <laughs> I like Sean. Leave <laughs> us a review. He's a good dude. <laughs> all right. Adios.